The following audio is from Story City Church in Burbank, California. For more information on Story City, go to storycitychurch.com. Together, and we hear a message from the scriptures, and we desire to hear from the Lord in his word. Today, it's a little bit differently, and um, today is the culmination of about four months worth of praying and seeking the Lord and asking God what he would have for us in 2019, and uh, this is the first year we've ever gone through a collaborative ministry planning process. In years past, it's been Tyler and I would get together and we'd say, hey, what, what are we going to do this year? Um, sometimes we plan months in advance. Sometimes we plan a week in advance. And, uh, but this is the first year we've ever gone through a collaborative planning process. And so uh, today, what you're seeing is the culmination of about 50 people coming together. Um, back in August, we had an orientation night along with a dinner, and we had eight ministry teams, about 45 to 50 people who showed up, people who are invested in our church, who are serving in our church. And, um, and we called the process SEEK. And really, the concept comes from Acts chapter 13, starting in verse 1. It said, Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there, prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon. Um, and, um, and while they were ministering to the Lord, verse 2, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit then said, do you see that sequence there? While they were worshiping God, in essence, and they were fasting, they were seeking the Lord, then the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. And then the remaining of the story is that the Holy Spirit of God sent them out uh, to do ministry and missions. And, uh, and that's the process we've gone through for about four months now. We called it SEEK. And so we asked eight ministry teams to get together over a period of about seven weeks. And we asked them, we, we, we told them, the first meeting you get together, don't bring a notepad, don't bring your ideas, just simply bring an open Bible and yourself and a prayerful spirit. And we want you to spend time together praying, just asking God in your specific area of ministry, God, what would you have for us in 2019? And so those teams did that. And then after they went through a season of prayer and seeking the Lord, then they began to put uh, to paper what they believed God had been saying to them. And so in October, mid-October, they submitted those plans and the accompanying budget to go along with those plans. And, um, and what you have before you today, if you got a copy of it when you came in, if you don't, I think our ushers have some, is our vision booklet. And, um, and so this is the culmination of four months of praying, of Acts chapter 13, 1 and 2, saying, God, what would you have for us and our church in 2019? This isn't a long-range plan. This is a one-year plan. And what you have before you is that plan. And so today, I, what I want to do is very different than normal. If you're around here often, maybe you're here for the first time, you're like, hey, why didn't they open up the Bible and read this morning? We normally do. We go verse by verse, sometimes word by word. But today, it's very different. We want to say, this is what we believe God has said to us for 2019, and we want to posture it to you. And so what you have is that plan. And so at the very beginning of this plan, we want to say to you, we, we, want, to, um, we want you to understand what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, in the last few months, we've clarified our mission statement, our vision statement, who we are as a church and what we hope to accomplish. And you're seeing this for the very first time. We've not put it anywhere. It's not on our website. We're not putting it on social media. We're putting it to you for the very first time. And it's going to help guide us as we go forward. And very simply, our mission is to meet people where they are 
to meet people where they are and to connect them with everything that God has for their life. That's the day-to-day ministry. That's everything we do every single week. And it's the guardrails for which we run on. Our broader vision for this year and the years to come is that we want to glorify God by making disciples who make disciples, who multiply healthy, sustainable churches. That's what we hope to see however long God would have us in this city. If it's 10 years, 50 years, 100 years, we hope that God would allow us to see disciples being made who also make disciples who in turn plant healthy, sustainable churches. Now, before we jump into 2019, I thought it would be good. It, it, today, we're, it's part celebration, part vision casting, and we're going to celebrate after the service for free ice cream. Maybe some of you came just for the free ice cream. That's okay. It'll be just a few minutes, and we're going to get out there. Yes, it's cold, but 100%. We're giving out ice cream today. It's going to be awesome. And, um, but before we get to 2019, let's spend a moment just recapping all that God has done in 2018. By the way, if you're new, we launched Story City Church February 14th, 2016. If you're doing the math, in about two months, we're going to turn three years old. We're going to celebrate that day as well, but we're a very young church in our city. And so 2018 was a year of a lot of firsts, but it was a year of, of some tremendous growth, both personally, uh, spiritually, corporately. And I thought it would be good just to recap and celebrate some of those things. So in 2018, we've served over 3,500 people through outreach events in our city. I think that's pretty incredible. Um, we did it through uh, the Egg Drop. We've done it through Better Together LA, uh, just intentional community outreach projects. Also this year, we saw a 16% increase in Sunday morning worship attendance. You've heard us talk about this before. Our kids' ministry is growing. It's 23% over this time last year. This year, we launched a student ministry. I'm so pumped about it. And um, also this year, um, we acquired a debt-free property in downtown Burbank. I'm going to tell you a little more about that here in just a little bit. A lot of exciting things going on. As of two weeks ago, we have seen 176 first-time guests come to church on a Sunday morning. Now, that's just people who filled out a Connect card. I think it's probably as many as three times that number of people who have come through Story City Church for the first time. That's amazing. Do you know the average church in America is 76 people? We've seen probably 400 first-time guests that have come through Story City Church in 2018 alone. And then finally, you have been so generous. This is a testimony to how generous you are. Our giving has increased 60 over this time last year. As I said, there was, uh, 2018 was a year of first for us. We launched a student ministry, our first year of student ministry. We launched a women's ministry this year. This is our first year where we installed lay elders or lay pastors, uh, people that don't get paid on staff to pastor people, but their function is essentially the same. This is also the first year that we collaboratively planned a ministry year. A lot of firsts for us this year. Now, as we jump into our vision for 2019, we want to do so um, along the storylines of a Jesus follower. As we put together this vision plan, what we wanted to do was try to clarify our plan along these three storylines. As a church, we believe every follower of Jesus should do these three things. These should be three common activities. Every disciple who follows Jesus. Number one, every follower of Jesus should love God. Number two, every follower of Jesus should grow together. 
Number three, every follower of Jesus should also live missionally. So as we put together this plan, everything that we have prayed about and asked the Lord for falls under one of those three activities, one of these three storylines. So with that in mind, let's journey towards 2019 and the first storyline, which is to love God. To love God. We, we, we are trying to, uh, our discipleship funnel is funneling every follower of Jesus to love God. And the first part of the vision for 2019 under this idea of loving God, uh, we want to uh, expand our strategy for groups. Now, currently, how many of you guys are in a community group? How many of you guys are in a community group? So we've got a significant number of people in community groups. And community groups have served an incredible need for us in our first season and as a church. They've worked extremely well. We've put people in community with each other, relationship. People are growing. People are being cared for and prayed for through our community groups. But we believe it's time for us to expand this concept of groups to meet very specific needs in our church. And so in 2019, we're going to move from one model of groups, which are community groups, to what we call a three-pronged model of groups. Now, let me explain what those three prongs are, if you will. There's probably a better word, but prong is the best way I, I could explain it to you. The three legs of our group strategy, if you will. Number one is our community groups, and you're most familiar with those. And the time frame for a community group is ongoing. It's semester-based. We have them every fall, every winter, every spring. They meet about once a month during the summer, uh, unplanned. And the time frame is ongoing. In other words, we're going to offer these year-round. The purpose and the focus of our community group is very simple. It's, it's, uh, the focus of our community groups is life together, it's prayer, it's community involvement, and then how we organize our community groups is geographically based. They're in Burbank, they're in North Hollywood. Um, we have a group in La Crescenta. We're about to launch new groups, a new group in Santa Clarita. We'll tell you more about that here in just a moment. Um, in the past, we've had a group down in Los Feliz and over the hill. We hope to launch a new group on the other side of the San Fernando Valley as well. Now, the second prong, the second leg of our group strategy that we're introducing in 2019 is what we call growth tracks or growth groups. In other words, we feel like um, there are times in somebody's life when, um, that when a very specific need can be addressed uh, better through a classroom style um, teaching environment. And so whereas the uh, time frame for a community group is semester-based, it's ongoing, our growth groups are very specific in their time frame. In other words, six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, they're more like a classroom setting, and they will meet a very specific niche need. The focus of our growth groups is knowledge and application. So let me tell you the growth groups we intend to offer in 2019. Number one, Financial Peace University. Um, I personally, how many of you guys have ever been through Financial Peace? It's amazing. It's incredible. Uh, we've got a guy in our church who is certified to teach Financial Peace University. Um, he's going to lead that for us in the spring. Um, I, I just, I believe it's one of the best uh, tools to help believers understand their finances biblically and, uh, and to get on track with, with how they're spending their money, how um, they're honoring the Lord with their money. So we plan to offer Financial Peace University in the spring. We also plan to offer um, a class called Reengage Marriage, which is basically a marriage class. We also plan to offer a nearly or newly married, maybe you're not yet married, you want to get married, we're going to offer a class for those. Um, 
Fourth, we're going to offer what we call men's and women's leadership pipeline development. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about leadership development in just a moment. But in essence, um, the leadership pipeline was developed by a guy that's in our church. It's literally taught um, to thousands of people around the, uh, around the country, and he's in our church. He's going to help us facilitate that for men and women. It's sort of like a discipleship process. And then also discovering how God has created you, how God has wired you and to help us grow um, our leadership base in our church for a lot of reasons, and we'll talk about some of those in just a moment. Um, fifth, uh, we're going we're gonna to offer a class this year called Redemptive Entrepreneurship. This is a six-week class. It's video-based. We think it's very good for our city. There's so many entrepreneurs in our city, and we want to look at entrepreneurship, whether you're an actor, whether you've got your own business, whether you're a startup, um, and we want to look at that concept from a biblical basis. And then finally, the last class we want to offer this year is Christianity 101. What are the basics of a believer? What are the basics that I should know and believe and understand as a believer? Now, that's the second leg of our growth group, of our group strategy. We have community groups, we have growth groups. The third leg is what we call affinity groups. Community groups are ongoing. Growth groups are very specific time frame. Affinity groups are event-based. They could be a one-off. They could happen once a year. They could happen once a month. They could be a reoccurring event. And the focus of affinity groups is building relationship. Now, let me give you a couple of examples, and let me tell you how we're going to navigate affinity groups. Some of you have come to us, and you're like, hey, man, I love to bike. I do mountain biking. I do road biking. There's other guys in our church, other women in our church who like to bike. Could we get a group together and do biking? Um, some of you have said, hey, could we do something once a month for singles in our church? And so the affinity groups are intended to be affinity-based, um, activity-based, and it could be something like biking, industry get-togethers, hiking, young professionals, men's and women's group. Now, let me tell you where this is different than community groups and um, our growth groups. Affinity groups are not offered by our staff. Uh, they're not necessarily led by our Story City leaders. We don't intend to plan these events. We don't intend to plan these gatherings, okay? They're interest activated. In other words, you come to us, you're like, hey, can I get a biking group together? We're like, man, it sounds like a good idea. Our role is to simply help other people know what's going on with your group. Now, with a caveat, with a caveat that says, uh, not every idea is a good idea, all right? <laughs> Can I just say that to you? So if you got an idea, we may say, man, that is awesome. You should use social media and Twitter and Facebook and your own Instagram account to promote it. But we're, we're just not going to promote it, okay? <laughs> and so those are not led by us. That's low accountability, low control, interest activated. And uh, we see there is a possible need for that in our church to grow and build relationships in our church. Now, that's the three-pronged strategy of groups in our church this coming year, and we're really, really excited about it. Tyler Miller, who leads a million different things in our church, is so incredible. Tyler Miller, by the way, is a gift to our church, if you didn't know that. And uh, he leads it and faithfully shepherds our church so well. And as we began to unfold this group strategy, I could see Tyler was like, oh my gosh, my responsibilities may be expanding. However, our goal is to put a leader over all three of those, and Tyler will oversee those, and he does an incredible job with that. Now, um, also under this Love God strategy um, in 2019, um, we will introduce in January 2019, remember we introduced, if you were here several months ago, in a series called Ecclesia, where we talked about the church, we introduced this concept, this biblical concept, 
of church membership. In 2019, in January, we will offer our first Discover Story City partnership class. We're not calling it membership. We're calling it partnership. And our first partnership class will be in January 2019. You will hear more about that. And just so you know, it's sort of, if you, if you think of discipleship as a funnel, that's sort of at the, at the core, at the very bottom of our, we're trying to funnel everyone to our partnership class for several reasons. Number one, we want to know who's in the river with us. We want to know who's, who's uh, moving towards Jesus. And it helps us for a lot of reasons. As our church grows, there are only so many things we can do. And by the way, that's true if you're 20 or if you're 2000. And, uh, and so church partnership allows us to know who's in the river with us, who's moving towards Jesus. It allows us to know where do we need to spend our time for counseling? Where do we need to spend our time for meetings? Who do we need to invest in as we are growing up as a church? So that's coming January, 2019. Finally, our, under our vision for leading our church to love God, I love this. I'm so pumped about this. Um, we will empower artists and storytellers through diversity in worship, developing new worship leaders. Um, by the way, our city, Los Angeles, is one of the most ethnically diverse places on earth. We believe local churches should reflect that same diversity in the church. The diversity in our church should reflect the diversity in the broader city that we live in. And by the way, we believe that because we believe heaven's going to be populated by every tribe, by every tongue, by every single nation. So as a staff, particularly Tyler and I, we talk frequently, our elder team, we talk frequently about diversity in leadership, by gender, by ethnicity, by age, and we want diversity in our leadership. We want diversity on our elder team. We want diversity on stage, and so that's part of our um, empowering artists and storytellers in our city. We want to do that in a diverse way. In addition, uh, we're going to hear more about this in just a little bit, but we're, we're going to develop, intentionally develop worship leaders as part of a vision for church planning in 2019. We'll talk about that in just a moment. In all, um, there were two teams that helped de develop our vision for uh, leading people to love God. And those were our hospitality team led by Susan Mayfield and her great team. We didn't say a whole lot about hospitality, but they're reimagining our Sunday morning out there. They do a great job. And then also our worship team led by Tyler Miller. The first storyline is to love God. The second storyline is that we will grow together. And here's how we believe that we as a church will grow together in 2019, both individually and corporately. Um, you know this uh, because uh, he was on stage this morning, but this year we hired um, a new director of family ministries. Chris Revel has been doing an amazing job overseeing our kids' ministry and our student ministry. He's done an incredible job. And so he oversaw those two teams, kids and students for 19, 2019. And I want you to hear some of their vision for what what they believe God uh, would have for us in 2019. Number one, for our city youth ministry, they want to reach 100 students this year. I love that vision, Chris. I love that you're constantly thinking about people who don't know Jesus, connecting where they are and helping them become everything God would have for their life. That's an incredible effort. It's going to take a lot of effort on the part of our leaders, on our current students to invest into the lives of their friends, and I think it's amazing. You just heard about winter camp coming up March 1st through the 3rd, and then this summer, their city youth ministry is planning a summer mission trip in July of 2019. Now, our city kids ministry... Um, 
Um, I'm so pumped to tell you that in 2019, um, we, are going, we are planning and our kids ministry is planning a kids camp slash vacation Bible school in June 2019. And we hope to facilitate that at our property in downtown Burbank. As part of the outreach strategy of our kids ministry, our kids ministry is going to host what we call parents night out. Essentially, if you're a parent with a kid, then we give you a night to yourself to go shopping, um, to go on a date, whatever it may be. And we take care of your kids for four hours. And we've done that many times in our city. And uh, we consider it an incredible way to serve parents in our city. So the first one is Valentine's Day, February 14th. Mark it on your calendar, parents. You'll hear more about it. The second one is in the fall of 2019. Also under our Grow Together um, strategy for 2019, I want to talk just a moment about leadership development. And if we're going to be a church that has a vision to make disciples who make disciples, who multiply healthy, sustainable churches, that just doesn't happen because we say we want to make disciples and plant churches. It happens because we intentionally raise up leaders and ask God to help us raise up leaders and pastors to plant churches and be a part of revitalizing churches in our city and around the world. Do you know every single year in America, 3,500 churches die every single year. That's over 10 churches today. Today, 10 churches will close their doors. And it happens very frequently in a city like Los Angeles, secular, not necessarily conducive to churches. If you didn't know this, what's going on at Story City is very unlike what's happening in the broader church world. And as a part of that, we want to steward what God has given us very well. And as a part of that, what happens is there are churches in our city that have called us and they have said, hey, uh, we have 10 people left. We've got 15 people left. Would you come in and, and help us start a new church here? Uh, we have a problem. Property. We have a few people. Would you come in and help us revitalize our current church and our current situation? And they have assets and they have a few people. They just need leadership. And we get those calls very, very frequently. I'm telling you, since Shane Kritzer, who's in our church, has been here since this summer, those calls seriously come. The opportunities come almost every single week. As a church who desires to be a part of raising up leaders, planting healthy churches, making disciples, we want to be ready when those calls come to us. To have men and women ready to go start new churches, to ready to revitalize churches. There are two churches in the valley right now that desire somebody to come in and help revitalize their situation. I've had multiple meetings with a pastor in our valley here who has said to us, I don't care what happens. I just want people in my city to know Jesus. Can you help us? And we've had to say right now at this moment, we're not yet ready to step in and do that. Part of our leadership development strategy is to raise up men and women to go and step into those vacuums. You're sitting here today, but possibly a year from now, you may be sitting in another auditorium as a part of a church plant, as a part of a revitalization effort that God has given us to steward to raise up new disciples and plant healthy, sustainable churches. So as a part of that vision for 2019, as a part of that vision for 2019, we want to formalize a church planning residency and a pastoral internship. Now, I'm so pumped 
to introduce to you today our very next pastoral resident, uh, Marco and Sarah de Rivera and their daughter, Jimalyn. She just turned a year old. They're moving to Burbank in January of 2019, and uh, they're going to be on our staff. They're going to help us uh, for 20 hours a week. They're also going to work with the North American Mission Board for 20 hours a week, and they are coming in to partner with us, and we are here to partner with them, to come alongside them, to see what God may be doing. Um, is God calling them to plant a church? Is God leading them to step into an existing situation that just needs a pastor and a leader to help lead them into the next season? And so they're going to be serving on staff with us, and uh, we are super pumped about them coming to town. Uh, we have a couple in our church that's moving to Hawaii. Marco is originally from Hawaii, and he's got the um, authentic Hawaiian tats. We're going to start every church service doing that. No, I'm just kidding. He's awesome. He's going to be amazing, and his wife is going to be incredible as well. Um, we just found out like a week ago that um, they're pregnant with baby number two. And so we were like, oh, my gosh, are you still coming? And... Uh, <laughs> And they're like, full on, man. We believe God's called us to Los Angeles, and we're excited about what God is going to do there. And they are full on ready to go to be a part of what God is doing in our city. I want to tell you, by the way, Marco is a big dude. He works out. If you like to work out, he's probably going to be a workout partner with you. It'll be awesome. Marco shares the gospel every single week with people. Marco sees people come to faith in Christ all the time. And I'm so excited to infuse that DNA into our church. We also found out about three weeks ago that Marco's father has terminal cancer and it's not good. And which is another conversation. We said, hey, let, maybe we need to put this on the back burner to which Marco and Sarah both said, no, we believe God's going to take care of my father. But we believe God has called us to Los Angeles and we will be there in January 2019. Now, we're going to put them in an apartment on our church campus. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a moment. Um, they're coming out here with their clothes, some personal belongings, and that's it. We have an apartment that has zero furniture in it right now. One of the needs we have is to furnish that apartment with furniture. So they come in day one, there's a bed, there's a dresser, there's a couch, there's everything they need in the apartment. And we believe it's going to cost us about $2,500 to outfit the apartment. Maybe that's a need you can help meet today. Maybe not all of it, but part of it. And if that's you, you can give through the app, you can give at the connect table with an envelope, or you can give online. And I would ask you to potentially pray about that. I believe God's going to be a great asset to our church and our city. And uh, we are so pumped for he and Sarah to be here. Can we give it up for that? Isn't that awesome? Also, under our Grow Together strategy, technically, community groups falls under Grow Together, but they have some similarities under the Love God strategy. Tyler obviously sees, oversees our community groups. Brad Garrity led a ministry team that prayed and dreamed about next year, and I'm excited for their vision as well. Let me just walk you through community groups. Number one, um, they have said, we want to grow three additional community groups in 2019. We already know of at least one, uh, potentially all three of them. Um, and uh, in, in, as part of that growing additional community groups, um, we have to develop eight additional leaders. We believe every community group should have a core leader along with a co-leader who's sort of apprenticing in preparation to go lead a community group of their own. 2019, we want to raise up eight new leaders for those community groups. They also said we want to be a part of an, one outreach Per month. I'm so pumped about our community groups. They're doing a great job, um, and we're really, really pumped about that. Now, um, finally, under our Grow Together um, strategy falls our creative team. Our creative team falls under um, 
grow together. One of the things I'm most excited about for 2019 is our creative team led by Matt Smith. Matt, are you in here, by the way? Where's Matt? Matt's right there. Matt doesn't like to be recognized, but he's one of the most brilliant people on planet Earth. I, seriously, he's an incredible servant. He's brilliant and uh, does an incredible job leading our creative team. Everything you see on video screens, everything you see on social media, everything you see... Um, uh, on video is led by a team of people who help us creatively tell the story of God to the city of LA. You know this, but our church is primarily made up of people who work in the entertainment industry. If you work in some form, some fashion, some way in the creative industry, will you raise your hand real quick for me? We would love to see this. Our church is made up majority of people who work in the entertainment industry. Every day we tell and use our talents to tell great stories. And our creative team says, what if we use our talents to tell a greater story? By the way, that's the, that was the impetus for naming Story City Church. Uh, the, some of the greatest stories you've ever heard, seen, read, come out of this city, but we want to tell the greater story. And our creative team steps into that realm. I want to say to us this morning, I think the potential for our creative team is unlimited, Matt. You've heard me say this to you. I think our, the potential is unlimited. We've done short films. I think the, 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 I just want to blow the top off of this team and say, you know what? I want us to dream and plan and pray and creatively tell the story of God to our city. Maybe short films, maybe feature films. I don't know. I want to give us the freedom as a church to dream about how to tell the story of God to the city of LA. And I'm so pumped for this team. Matt, thank you for your leadership. I'm so excited. Here's some of the projects our team has prayed about and planned for 2019 as they got together. I was so, I mean, if you could have seen my face reading over their Seek ministry plan, it was like, it was like the Grinch, the day he found out that his heart was growing. And I was just pacing on my, my smile was on my, it was so incredible. So some of the things they planned, they want to produce a second short film. They want to create platforms for artists and storytellers through bumpers, announcements, social media content, a Christmas production in 2019. They also want to host a kid's creative workshop. Now, if you have any interest, I know this is dangerous sometimes in creative ministry, but if you have any interest in this team, Matt Smith is the guy you need to see. Now, um, love God, grow together. Finally, the last sort of leg of our, uh, what we're driving people towards as a follower of Jesus is to live missionally. As a church, we think missionally. We think, how can we reach people where they are in our community? How can we help them become everything God has for them? Very early on as a church, Tyler and I were here. It was just Tyler and I, Brooke and Laura and our kids. And we're like looking around like, oh my gosh, what are we, we're here now. What are we going to do? One of the things that was very strategic to us and very important to us very early on was mission teams who came from another part of the country, Dallas, Atlanta, um, New York. They came from Florida. They came from everywhere. They paid their own money. They paid their own way. They even put ministry dollars towards it, and they flew into our city to serve our our city. Uh, we've seen over a thousand people that have come to Los Angeles over the last three and a half years through Story City Church. We've seen over 60 mission teams that invested their time into our city. We had one team of over 200 students alone that showed up for one week of ministry. And so these teams were strategic to us as we began to reach our city. Again, they pay their own way. They pay for the ministry they do. Nearly 100% of the time, the ministry they do when they come to town is paid for by them. It doesn't come out of Story City's budget. It comes out of their own budget, and they pay for it. Now listen to me. As we grow older, as we grow up, 
It's becoming time for us to become independent from mission teams. I think it's incredible that people from all over the country care enough about our city to tell people about Jesus. Listen to me. It's our time. It's our time to care about our city and to step into that realm. We want to become less dependent on ministry teams from around the country and more dependent on our church taking ownership of living missionally. Matt, I want us to tell stories of people who are far from God, who are connected to everything God has for their life. Why? Because they were your neighbors. They worked with you. They were in your sphere of influence. I'm so pumped about what God may have for us in 2019 in terms of outreach. Let me tell you a few of those. This year, again, in April, uh, Saturday, April 13th, we again plan to host the Egg Drop 2019. The last two years, we've seen over 4,500 people served through the Egg Drop. Uh, we hope to have have 100 of our own people volunteer, make it another incredible event to serve people. Number two, we hosted Better Together LA this past summer. We served over 500 people. We want to expand that again this year at the end of July. Um, we want to expand the outreach, be more strategic, involve more people. Third, in 2019, I primarily own the outreach strategy in our church. Just like God did with our student ministry, just like God has done with our women's ministry, just like God has done in other areas of our church, I'm praying that God would raise up three people in our church this year. Maybe you. To raise up three people in our church this year to lead our local outreach ministry, our domestic outreach ministry, our global outreach ministry. And then finally, in 2019, we're going to train our entire church in what's called relational evangelism. Now, don't freak out by that. But basically, if there was somebody in your life that would hear about Jesus, how would that happen? We're going to train you in such a simple method, in such a simple way to invest into people's lives in 2019. And I'm so, so pumped about it. It's going to be one of the first things we do um, in the coming year. So part of our DNA is to make disciples who make disciples and plant, listen to me, healthy, sustainable, churches. This is one of the reasons that Laura and I and Tyler and Brooke came to LA, was to be a part of a church planting movement. Let me tell you what's happened so far in our church. So far, we've had one guy that came and spent 10 months with us. Um, we desired to plant a church, and after 10 months, we didn't have significant investment in him, but we thought he needed more time, but he wanted to go out and plant a church. He left and went to San Diego and plant a church after about 10 months of investment. We've also financially supported a brand new church plant in Long Beach. D.A. Horton preached for us about two years ago. They're doing an incredible job down there. That's sort of where we've been as a church. I am so excited this morning to tell you what I believe the Lord is doing in our church in terms of church planting. Years ago, one of the most impactful Bible studies I've ever done was called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. Anybody done Experiencing God? Henry Blackaby in Experiencing God taught me and has taught literally hundreds of thousands of people to uh, find out where God is working and join him there. For about six months, I, I have personally sensed that God is working in part of our city known as Santa Clarita. 
And God has burdened my own heart specifically for Santa Clarita. Um, there are people coming from Santa Clarita. There's not only people coming from Santa Clarita to our church. There are people in Santa Clarita who are saying, we wish you would do something in Santa Clarita. So I've been praying. Several others have been praying about what God would do if he wants to use us there. Several months ago, myself and one of our core leaders who leads some church planning efforts in our city met with a pastor in Santa Clarita who's been there almost 30 years we sought his wisdom, his advice. Um, we said, hey, can you speak into us as we are uh, sensing that God may be doing something here? And so he's helped clarify some of our thinking about Santa Clarita, even thinking through where in Santa Clarita we could possibly start a new work. So I want to put something before you that's huge today for us as a church. Um, I want to put before you today this opportunity. In 2019, we're going to continue to pray and ask God what he wants to do in Santa Clarita. And here's how we're going to begin. We're going to start a brand new community group in that city. By the way, Santa Clarita is the third largest city in Los Angeles. It's going to be 300,000 people in the coming year. It's an incredible place for us to invest. And we are going to begin by starting a new community group. Now, let me be very clear with us this morning. Our intent in starting a community group is to hopefully see that group develop into a core group, just like the core group developed in our home in February 2015, March 2015, April 2015. That core group moved into the Banshee Theater in 2015. Eventually, that core group became a church later on that year. Our intent in starting a community group in Santa Clarita in 2019 is, the, is for the purpose of helping us launch potentially a brand new church there. Now, we've already got the host home there. We've already got the leader there in Santa Clarita. We're working towards other additional leaders there. You're going to hear more about that group in January. And I could not be more excited for Story City to venture into and to continue to pray. It may not have, it may, it may, it may, it may, God may speak to us in 2009 to say, no, that's not what I had for you. But as of now, I believe God has put this in front of us and we want to see where God is working and join him there. And so in 2019, we're going to do that. We're going to ask God, what would you have for us in Santa Clarita? Finally, as part of living missionally, let me tell you about East, uh, 320 East Angelino, the new building in downtown Burbank. Um, that we have. In the summer of 2017, uh, Fellowship Church of Burbank, who's been here since the, the 40s, uh, they contacted us in the summer of last year, and um, they asked us to pray about merging their people and their assets with us. Um, they had hired a pastor 10 months previous to the time they contacted us. A week uh, before they contacted us, their pastor who had been there 10 months decided, this is not for me. I don't believe I can thrive and, be, uh, and do ministry well in this city. And so he decided to leave. At that point, Fellowship Church of Burbank contacted us and said, would you pray about merging with us? They had about 15 people left in their church. Um, they were hungry. They were ready for God to do something. And in September 2017, a little over a year ago, they voted unanimously to merge their people and their assets with us. I am pumped to tell you today, all of their people have merged with us. And I think nearly all of them are serving on one of our serve teams in some capacity. We even hired one of those people who came from Fellowship Church. 
So a year ago in November, we began the process of legally transferring their assets to us, which included a property in downtown Burbank, 320 East Angelino. If you know where the Salvation Army is, it's right next door to it. At one time, Fellowship Church, which was Central Baptist years ago, they owned the Salvation Army, eventually had to sell it because uh, it was not financially conducive for them. And so we began that process a year ago, and I want to give you an update on where we are. This past week, I got an update from our lawyers and our legal team, and they have received all the paperwork. And this coming week, all of the paperwork will be sent off to the state of California to merge and legally transfer those assets to Story City Church. If there are no hiccups, if there are no problems, by the end of 2018, within the next month, Story City will officially own a debt-free property in downtown Burbank. That is a huge deal for a church in Los Angeles, especially a brand new church in Los Angeles, to have a stake in the ground, to look at a city and to say, we're here to stay. Now, let me tell you, I'm almost done. Let me tell you, this is what we've used the church for so far. Since the spring of this year, we moved in to the offices. The only thing we've done is renovate the offices so they were conducive to a work environment. Uh, we use it for student ministry on Wednesday nights. We also use it for women's ministry every other month on Friday nights. Um, and then also the property, we use it for meetings too. The property has three apartments on it. One of those apartments is occupied by um, our director of family ministries. Another is occupied by our kids intern as well as our uh, administrative assistant. And the third will be occupied by Marco and Sarah. Those apartments are vital to us as a church because we're able to bring on staff members that we would not otherwise be able to do so without those apartments. So that's what we've done so far and where we are. By the end of 2018, we expect the legal process to be done. And uh, we are in the process of meeting and exploring um, the possibilities for this facility, this property to meet three needs. Number one, facilitate our Sunday morning worship needs. Number two, um, our weekly ministry needs. Number three, outreach towards our city. I've met with three architects so far. We're in the process of refining how we're gonna move forward there. We've got a contractor in our church who's done incredible work all over our city from Los Angeles originally, does amazing work. We're engaging him to do the construction of the property. And so in 2019, we're gonna walk into the three phases of construction potentially. Um, schematic design, design development, and construction on the property. Now, um, we will not do that until we bring to you a very firm plan and say, this is what we believe could happen here. We want to bring this to our church. We want you to say, this is what we believe God is doing. Otherwise, we don't want to pursue those options. And so before we ever get significantly down the road, we're going to present that to you. A couple frequently asked questions we've heard about the property and I wanna to pitch to you and help you understand. Why don't we move in now? Why don't we move in now? Well, number one, the space is just simply too small. There's not a building that will facilitate this gathering here. We would literally have to do three, if not four gatherings as the space is currently situated. Number two, we don't have a parking agreement with the city to use the parking garage across the street. There's about 300 spaces in that garage. The church property only has about 25 spaces. Number three, the property is not ADA compliant. There's no elevator as we speak. There's two stairwells and that's it. There's not even fire suppression in the building. 
Um, number four, there are only four, literal, literal four toilets in the entire building. Um, two downstairs and two upstairs, and it's not conducive to us meeting there. That's why we're not in there now. Some of you guys have asked, and that's why. Number two, what do we envision on the property? Well, at this point, what we envision is an auditorium that would seat three to 400 people. We envision a dedicated kids' ministry space. We envision continuing to use it as office space and meeting space, potentially counseling space, and potentially creative space. That's what we know about the property. That's all we know. We're waiting on some things from our architect. As soon as we have a firm grasp on what the potential is, we're going to bring it to you as a church. But I think we need to celebrate this morning. God has given us a home in downtown Burbank. I think that's amazing this morning. Praise the Lord for what he is doing. Now, I've gone over, but that's okay because ice cream is on the way. That's the ministry plan and vision for 2019. And in order to fulfill that plan, it requires a budget. And for the first time in the life of our church, I want to present to you what that budget is. And then I want to ask you for five commitments. One of the very last pages in your vision booklet, you see that budget. It's $629,625. That includes team expenses for six staff members and salaries and insurance. It also includes money for ministry and operational includes money for facilities, which currently includes $84,000 a year we pay for the Colony Theater, along with the inherited uh, just natural expenses like insurance, electricity, etc., for the property in downtown Burbank. We have capital expenses, which are very minutia, uh, which are just one-time expenses, and then missions and outreach, which includes church planning, outreach, and our missional giving as a church that we participate in. I'm going to close, and I want to tell you I just want to speak very briefly and then we're going to be done. As a church plant who is literally going on three years old, you may wonder, how is it that a small church, this brand new startup, how is it that we pay our bills? And for the first season, about the first year, there were outside churches that paid all of our bills for us. Before we ever took a dollar, they paid all of our bills. The second year is internal giving and tithing began. You began to pay part of it. They continue to pay a majority of it. Second year, you paid a little more. The church has paid a little less. The third year, which is 2018, um, we will take in almost $460,000 from your very generous giving. Our budget for 2018 has been 528,000. You can do the math. That's about an 85%. Um, we, we pay for the, our budget. Um, about 85% of it, those churches make up the rest in 2018. In 2019, our partnerships, most of them, many of them are rolling off. What that means is, as a church, as we continue to grow up, we've got to pay our own bills. And that's a great blessing to be able to grow up and become an adult and pay our own bills. And so as we move towards being a healthy, sustainable church, we are less dependent on other churches for our support, more dependent on us being faithful to the opportunities God has given to us. Now, there are three ways to give. You know those ways we've been around here online, push pay out, through an envelope. Let me ask you for five commitments in 2019, and then we're gonna close. Number one, I would ask you that you would spend time, regular time, maybe even calendar, maybe it's a reminder on your phone to pray that we would continue to steward the mission and vision, not just our staff, but all of us. Number two, I want to ask you to make plans to attend Discover Story City in 2019. 
which is our partnership class. Number three, I wanna ask you to find a place to serve in our church. Number four, I wanna ask you to give generously and regularly towards the mission of God in our city. And number five, I wanna ask you to invite someone in your networks to be a part of the story of God in the city of LA. And we're gonna talk more about that in January. God has blessed us tremendously. And we have so many things to be grateful for as a church. And we wanna steward those things extremely well. That's the vision plan for 2019. I pray that you're gonna find a part in that. I wanna pray for us. We're gonna sing a song. We're gonna enjoy ice cream and celebrate together. I wanna say thanks for being here. Many of you are going out of town for the Christmas season. We hope you safe travels, have safe travels. And uh, if you're not, we want to encourage you to be here every week in December for Christmas in Burbank. Lord, thank you today. God, thank you for your blessings, your favor, your grace upon us. God, I pray that you'd find us faithful stewards to what you've given us, Lord. God, we would steward the mission and vision extremely well. God, you would allow us to meet people where they are in 2019 to become everything you have for them. May we be the instrument, Lord, the willing instrument for that to happen. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.